0: This is going to be a good one, Jake. I can feel it. I feel it, too. <laughs> uh, cheers. Hey, cheers.
1: Blink. First things so th- first, what is that? That is a spicy Mexican martini. Ooh, Is that another tequila beverage? Another tequila beverage. I want a big
0: tequila kick lately. Nice. Do you have like a little bar set up, like a little, uh, like a little bar shelf kind of situation?
1: I have a I have a corner where I go and sit, uh, <laughs> where everything uh, is stored. Uh, like like you're like a in timeout. <laughs> yeah, it's like my little dunce corner with all my.
0: You put a cone on your head and and
1: it's a cone. I have a- has like like a sipping straw that I just you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know what you do, buddy. You put you find a cool you find a cool little mini bar on on Amazon or something, and put it on your registry. Oh, I love
1: that! Just do it. A good buddy mine had one of those, but it's it's one it's a globe.
0: That's the dream.
1: It's the dream.
0: I've always wanted a globe that opens up, and there's this booze inside.
1: They they had to make like a Death Star one of those, right? Like to exist. Now you're
0: talking. That's amazing. That's such a good idea. I'm sure it's no, it has to. It has to. They have like Death Star ice cube trays, so I'm sure we could. <laughs> so uh, the, the Star Killer base uh, mini bar is a
1: lot cheaper. The Star Killer. <laughs> uh, the Land Cruiser will run you about. You can't really store much on there, but you know, really yeah, clunky, but, yeah. news, but
0: it'll get you to point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh, jake stuff. how you been i've been doing okay um sweating my butt off uh because i think we hit the triple digits for a little bit this this weekend
0: yeah we were doing so well i think in the
1: last record
0: we were like man the weather's so great and it was like a lovely you know, 68 to 75 for a couple weeks and even three and then austin was like you're done and then like on a dime, like, bam, it's like, it's, you know, 98 and, and
1: humid and gross. It's, you can, it's one of those things where you, you wake up in the morning and you like, you step outside and you're like, oh man, it's here.
0: It's yeah. Coming. It's here. I, I I was like, I had a suspicion that, oh, maybe it'll be like a mild chill summer, you know, but nope, we're in for it now.
1: <laughs> um, but, but other than that, I've been enjoying. So yes, uh, I have been mentioned briefly i have i have been taken to tequila lately by two faves uh for mixed drinks is uh, is come Camar- not an ad just just sharing camarón tequila and then salsa uh for martinis but sipping not an ad uh mm-hmm. terra noble it's the smoothest so if you're looking for a good one i couldn't recommend it more
0: <laughs> uh terra noble which is latin for uh terra terra noble
1: yeah <laughs> Noble Terrace <laughs> does it
0: does it mean proud earth? I don't know okay <laughs> I'm guessing Terra, right? okay
1: how about uh, how about you? What's been new? Have you seen I think you've seen something that I haven't seen, and oh. I think our oh. our predictions were true. Um, uh, seen, heard okay. tasted smelt anything heard anything lately cool lately?
0: Well, before we get to our five senses, I think we should probably just say welcome to Sippin' Mimos. Oh, oh! Uh, I, ideally, ideally, welcome back. Um,
1: blah blah blah. I'm Elliot, and hey, and this is Jake, and this is the Internet's premier Citrus Space Libation Podcast, where Elliot and I talk about '90s rock and electronica, uh, oftentimes uh, over well, very rarely over mimosas, but <laughs> we do we do enjoy a nice bev every. <laughs> That's so the Elliot, yeah, what's been new lately? Have you seen, heard, ate, tasted, smelled anything cool lately?
0: Um, do you know what Tommy Want Wingy is? Oh man, I follow them
1: on Instagram. Uh, do you? They're they're a truck, aren't they? At they're at Saloon Barton, Barton.
0: They're they're a local food truck that makes chicken wings, and yeah, they just they were at they were at you know around that area. Of Barton Springs Saloon for a long time, and then they went and they went. They had a truck at uh, Cosmic. Have you ever been to Cosmic Coffee? Yes. On like uh, that place is pretty cool. I like I like um, Cosmic. If you can find a parking spot, it's a fun time. But um, I, I was at Saloon the other night, and and sure enough, like oh, Tommy want wingies back, and like so. I look at their menu. I'm like, oh man, I sh- I sure would love a couple wings, baby. Fifteen dollars for five wings. Ooh. It's like it's rough and I'm like, but I'm like, I really want those warnings. So I went ahead and just got a couple the tab was ridiculous. But then like, I got them, I brought them home with me because I don't like to eat in front of people. And I'm like, damn, these wings are worth $18. <laughs> like so, like so, they are so Also not a sponsor, but they are so good.
1: <laughs> Maybe they'll sponsor us. How fun would that be? Oh, I would, I would love that, man. We can have them on and talk about Tommy boy
0: come on they could pay our hosting fees with one order of chicken wings yeah. from <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's all yeah i uh they popped up on my like instagram people you would like to follow mm-hmm. um, and it, it they look incredible and knowing they're knowing they're at barton spring saloon i i absolutely miss that place that's such a fun establishment
0: yeah it's a wild spot um, uh, I I go there every once in a while, and like I haven't I've never been there without just seeing a conflict unfold of oh, some yeah. sort. <laughs> it's that kind of spot. It's a little uh, rough and tumble, I guess you'd call it.
1: My my favorite memory of that place is Thanksgiving. No, it was Christmas.
0: Christmas at Saloon.
1: Maybe it was one of those two. Was I was it? It was Thanksgiving because I left to go do Black Friday shopping. <laughs> wow uh yeah we, we were like there we kind of like all were like hey you, who wants to grab a drink and we're like let's do it and we wound up at at saloon and it was cold and we sat outside with the heaters and it, 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 it's, it's a very nice memory i remember that oh, that's cool
0: Everyone yeah. just huddled around those, those horrible yeah.
1: heaters and yeah. i remember I, I probably left and cleaned up in the blu-ray game uh at best buy <laughs> you were going for blu-rays <laughs> yeah you know, i've been really into buying physical media lately
0: so, um speaking of i don't think i mentioned this but i i went through and it took me uh, a couple weeks but i i did the great alphabetization of my record collection
1: yeah you didn't do an uh, autobiographical
0: <laughs> i didn't go autobiographical no uh <laughs> but i did log everything on discogs and like So I have like a, 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 essentially a internet spreadsheet of everything I have. And it's deeply satisfying. It's like putting together Legos. It's, it's like, Oh, Oh, it's so great. And they're all pristine. And, uh, well, no, some of them are in pretty bad shape, but like, uh, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to go through. I'm like, Oh yeah, this one. But like, uh, sure enough, like anytime I'd be like, well, this one's one of my faves. Like it's gotta be worth so much money. And then you look and it's like, Two dollars, <laughs> <Like, laughs> and then like, what the hell is this one? I don't even remember. Some, I think someone gave this to me, or I traded it. I look it up, five hundred dollars. Like, oh boy, oh man, you got some some gems in there. I think so. Yeah, And I'll pay for a lot of chicken wings. I'll say that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick a few, you know, like uh, pricey ones that I don't really care about, and get them out of here, and and buy more chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. It's always been the plan.
1: I really, I I really enjoyed Discogs. Even though for tonight, for tonight's artists, I searched it, and I, even though I, I distinctly remember buying a vinyl by one of our artists, it wasn't in my Discogs. So I was not happy. So, uh,
0: uh, speaking so. of, did you know that Violator by Depeche Mode uh, from previous episode is like a much sought after vinyl and is priced pretty
1: high. Not until our episode. <laughs> did you look it up? You're like, I, I did. I, I, I was like, I, I know I have this in my collection. And I was just like, whoa, that's that's wild to me.
0: And you said it was from your mom, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they... I think a lot of the records that came out in 89, 90, I think at that time, and I could totally be wrong about this, um, but... There was a sh- there was already a shift towards maybe CDs and cassettes, mm-hmm. so vinyl records are being like phased out. So anything from that time period, I, what I've what I've discovered tends to be, you know, worth a little more. Um,
0: it got a little tricky when I pulled out like my like Fleetwood Mac and like Beatles stuff because I'm like, boy, there's 180 different versions of this release. I'm like, I'm not confident in which one this really is. Did you do the inlay?
1: Look at the the, the etching on the inlays of the record. Oh,
0: Jake, this isn't my first rodeo. I know how to look at the <laughs> at the codes. I know it's about it's about the vinyl pressings and the codes under. Yeah, um, I know.
1: <laughs> There's one. Um, it's a copy of Led Zeppelin 2. Okay. The guy who did the mastering, his name is Robert Ludwig. Bob Ludwig. Um of of the drums fame? No, I, I think this guy's I think he's separate. Uh he's just like okay. a like a engineer. Okay. And uh he he mastered this Led Zeppelin record in such a way that he mastered it almost too heavy to wear like needle, like record player needles in like the 70s when it well, I guess it came out in 69, I think. Um nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh they weren't equipped to handle this type of pressing Uh so it was it was like i think it's like the 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 low end was 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 mixed in such a way it would make the the needles skip Mm -hmm. people complained and they remastered it uh but now that record is really sought after
0: because needles are better and it probably sounds amazing it does yes oh is that your white whale
1: well, I actually I actually tracked one down. Um Whoa. I've only seen it once in the wild. Um there was a there's a there was a record store on South Congress called Friends of Sound. Uh they've since moved to San Antonio. Um shout out Friends of Sound, awesome record store. If you're in the area in San Antonio on Fredericksburg, I couldn't recommend their shop more.
0: Uh, not a sponsor, but could be. Yeah. If you, hey, if you get, get in touch with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and so, yeah, and I remember listening to it, and it was the most amazing record I'd ever heard um, with headphones wow. on. But I didn't buy it, and then I found one. And, I found one and the etching, so long story short, the etching, oh. mm-hmm. it says he's got RL for Robert Ludwig on there. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: if, you're ever, if you're ever shopping around and you see Led Zeppelin II, look at that inlay, and if you see RL... You found, hey. like, you found a treasure
0: oh okay good to know
1: yeah because you know you see those out you know like if you're at like a farmer's market or a flea market or something and oh let's up them too you know you could be holding on to one of the finest records finest sounding records uh, out there but yeah just keep an eye out for that RL. Right.
0: far out after you know going through my whole collection uh, you know again yeah. I, I i have a pretty intimate relationship with my records like I know where I got them. I know where I've played them. I know what they sound like and all this, but I also know like from the inscriptions and inscri- etchings, I should say, like, I think I'm like pen pals with this man named Simon from the exchange. It's like, a, which is like a pressing plant in London that makes all the vinyl, <laughs> a lot of electronic vinyl. Uh, it just seems like a friend now because his name's <laughs> on every, almost every record I have. Uh, do you listen to your vinyl on headphones
1: ideally? Um. No, I, uh, I have an amp. It's a, it's not a Morantz, It's, it's a Morantz made a uh, kind of like the way Gibson made Epiphone. So they're kind of like, so you have like Gibson and then like the little brother of that is Epiphone. It's kind of like mine. It's a Morantz clone almost. Uh, I, I was like stepping up my, my audio game in two thousand. 14 and I was I want an amp you know I really would like that and so I went to a shop and I, you know me like I I'm the gnat that sees like that light and it's just like I can't help it it's so beautiful you know like that, <laughs> I see something you know something shiny and I'm like oh I love it so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a 80s if I'm not mistaken but what, i lo- the light is blue on it uh, on, on this amplifier uh-huh okay it lights up blue and i thought that i thought, I thought it looked like a spaceship and <laughs> i was like that's that's out of this world i i would love that and it's a
0: spaceship to imagination man yes, and it runs yes. on music bro
1: and it, it's it's a tube amplifier so i mean some folks swear by it. Uh, I'm deaf in one ear, so I, you know, I kind of just take what I can get, and it it really does sound great. So if I if I can listen to it through the amp, I, I rock it. Um, but if like I'm if I'm I can say if I'm sampling stuff, um, oh. through the headphones for sure. Okay, Interesting. How about you? Do you prefer headphones <laughs> or speakers?
0: Um, well, lately headphones, just because I just by I don't have a set of I don't have a, s- a stereo proper really but you know I, I have in the past on this but I really would love to I'd love to build up you know a, a proper DJ booth and like um, you know I don't know I live in an apartment complex and it gets a little you want to be in a house for that shit if because <laughs> if you really want to rock out it, you're gonna annoy someone eventually you know I feel you I mean did you have like a, your injury or did or did it just kind of stop
1: Oh, so no. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before on the show. You've uh, mentioned
0: the, the, your your ear and all that, but
1: I, um, yeah, I'm a. It's um, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate to not to have not had an injury or 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 any trauma on my ear. Um, it's just kind of like one of those things that's been progressing um for as long as I can remember.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And. Uh, and it's pretty, you know, like it, it's pretty far gone, you know? Wow. So, which, which is a major bummer. Um, But. uh. Could you get like a aid to help you I out? Can, I can. Yes. And I, and I actually do have one. Well, oh. I, I did, I did have one for, for a lot of years. um, But it just kind of like stopped working on me. So. Mm. Eventually, I think I'd like to invest in in something like that.
0: Get another one,
1: man. Yeah. Come on. But it's... and they make
0: them so small now. You'd be like Captain America and shit. Like close the sh- close the gateway. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> you know,
1: going <laughs> like, would be neat. And, then, and these days, I am rocking those earplugs to shows and.
0: Right, you mentioned that. Yeah, I should have been doing that the whole time, dude. Probably irreparable damage. Like, and this is why I talk too loud
1: see i just thought you were very passionate and you know oh
0: that as well
1: but (laughs) but uh so a movie came out recently that i haven't seen yet you haven't seen it yet but i made the mistake do you ever like see a spoiler and you're like oh you try to scroll and like like oh jake no you didn't tell your mind like i didn't see that i didn't see that it's fake it's fake Um I tried did that last Wednesday.
0: Okay. So we're we're clearly talking about Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, correct?
1: Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And before once we're done talking about this, I'll I'll do another spoiler alert to let you know if you're skipping through doing the 15 seconds, you've reached this point. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I actually saw it for the second time last night. Oh shoot. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. just cause like well I had a friend over and she's like well I haven't seen it like, I would love to go a movie with you I'm like well then let's fucking go see Doctor Strange uh, and it's so fun um and like so much happens like it 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 necessitates a repeat viewing because it's a lot it's it's quite dense um I'll just I'll say this to your if you stumbled upon a spoiler and I feel bad for you but like uh there's a lot more to the movie than anything could be spoiled for because it's just so fun. And if you're a Sam Raimi fan, which I hope you are, and I hope a lot of our, our listeners are, uh, it's got his fingerprints all over it. The camera is moving. Like time I, slows down. Like, like like the camera is a character, you know, like it's moving in. There's a lot of Dutch angles and um, like, it'll drop all music and sound and like just to build Tension and it's so glorious. Oh man, I had a really good time at the movies seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Menace.
1: So, Oof. how cool was Krasinski as Reed Richards? It's awesome. How how spoiled uh, spoiled? That, I just I just saw the photo and I saw Captain Marvel as well. Everyone else I didn't recognize, um, but.
0: Well, there's the big one, the voice, which was kind of spoiled in the trailers. They need to stop doing this and the stuff in the trailers. Man. Oh,
1: oh yeah, dude they they did uh, Captain Marvel, uh, or not Captain Marvel, um, Captain Peggy Carter. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, they showed her in a the trailer. They they showed the shield. They showed and the
0: Captain Britain shield. Yeah, Captain or Britain. Cap- yeah. yeah, Captain Marvel. Or, is that it? Well, or, or or Captain Cart? I don't know. Captain Carter. Um, but, Captain Carter. Yeah, Captain Carter. Um, She's got like a little jetpack. <laughs> well, I don't want to like because you're you gonna saw, go see. I it, just right? saw the
1: photo, and then like, and then like, Pat, like Patrick Stewart like was on the red carpet, and he was like, you know, came out to support. You know, this is a terrible. Uh-huh. Here, came out to support Doctor Strange. I'm just like, oh, I know why you're there. But is he is he in the the animated series wheelchair, the yellow? It, and was- oh, be, beyond that, he's
0: he's in the the yellow chair. Yellow or gold chair, I suppose. Uh, uh, beyond that, Danny Alfman does the score. Um, hey, I, and I pre- I and
1: pre-ordered, I pre-ordered it on from Mondo today.
0: Oh, that cool! Like the cool edition of it with the yeah. cool print. Oh man,
1: uh, it, it's it's dope. And there's like these
0: crazy like guitar strings, like wah! especially like in the third act, it's really wild and very noticeable. Uh, like, <laughs> kind of like that wasn't in the last movie, but but um when when they're introducing the Illuminati, which is like when you get all these crazy cameos. Um, uh, and, and then, of course, Professor Charles Xavier, he rolls up with the gold chair and you see her, I like, <gasps> I know, dude. It's amazing. Like, it is him from the 90s cartoon. It's not even him from like the X Men nonsense movies. It's like him from the cartoon, dude. Whoa. I know. I know.
1: That's I, very I, cool. got, I literally have chills right now.
0: You gotta listen for it because I missed it the first time and people were saying like, really? And then I was like, second viewing last time, I was like, oh my
1: god. I, I oh my gosh.
0: What a classic theme song, right? Is that like, um, love it. Um, that one,
1: I learned I learned that one on guitar. I think, have I played that for you on guitar? I think I, think I must have demanded it if you ever mentioned it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the so first I've time I played, met you, you are like, I play guitar. I was like, play the X-Men theme. You're like, this is,
1: this is true. This is, this is. <laughs> and then we were like, hey, 90s rock and el- the electronica, right? <laughs> no. like, uh, I think
0: we're going to be friends for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: credits rolled. You know, yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, 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 so back to Dr. Strange. Are
1: you going to, are you, 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 you planning on seeing it? Hopefully this weekend. Um Cool, 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 We have, like, a – we've had, like, a busy couple busy couple weekends, but this one's kind of like huh?
0: – are, are, you, are you, like, just in the deep end of wedding planning and stuff like that?
1: So, at, you know, because we got such an early start on it uh, last year, we are, yeah. like, pretty solid at this point. Really? Uh, I, I have to get uh, some groomsmen stuff going on, so keep an eye out for that email. Oh, uh, okay. When we got engaged, so it's actually a year ago, this Saturday. Uh, wow. Oh, boy. It's
0: a lovely night to go see a Doctor Strange
1: movie. <laughs> Let's celebrate our year engagement by going to see Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> there, is, there is a wedding in Doctor Strange.
1: It, did Rachel McAdams come back for it?
0: In a big bad way. Like, okay. there's a lot of Rachel McAdams.
1: I love Rachel McAdams. I, I, she's great. The,
0: the mole on her cheek is basically uh, fourth build in the credits
1: i never noticed she had a mole
0: oh i did this time i was like whoa like (laughs) and then they and then they see her in the multiverse it's on the other side of her face i'm like whoa no no no. okay uh that didn't happen but it would have been cool
1: (laughs) um so we uh yes, it's been it's been a year uh so I'm hoping at some point this week we can go check it out. Cause I know <laughs> my fiance is really excited. She got like, we got like really into star, uh, Spider-Man. Um, so she loves Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, so I think she's, I think she'll be on board to, to go check cool. it out. Oh, that
0: I mean It's, it's just a good time. If are you, are you a big Wanda fan? Uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. I,
1: I am. Uh, I loved WandaVision. Um, these poor, uh,
0: these poor assholes that didn't watch WandaVision going to this movie—they're going to be a little lost. Like, like they're going to be like, "Wait, what?" Because oh, it, it's did- kind of, it's absolutely a continuation of WandaVision. Yeah. Do you for, think, her, for her arc at least?
1: Do you think the Disney Plus MCU verse is the successful attempt at what the Animatrix was to the Matrix back in the day?
0: Dude, that's oh my god! I was. Just talking about this with a friend of mine. Um It's it's crazy. Like a friend of mine was like, "Who doesn't really care about these things too much?" And I placed before of y'all placed bets on what the Rotten Tomato score of Doctor Strange would be. Oh,
1: oh yeah, I remember. I remember.
0: Yeah, I was like five bucks, ninety percent. Let's go! And, and and it's at like I think it's holding at like seventy nine right now, which is kind of oddly low for a Marvel movie and for a movie that I. Well, I don't know. I think it's quite spectacular. I, but, um, you
1: know, a, a side note on that. I think a lot of it is because Sam Raimi has a lot, has a very dedicated, very, you know, I guess dedicated, devoted maybe audience. Like people like f- have followed his movies from like the Evil Dead days. Um, so yeah. any, any trace of like stifling his art, I think that is going to take some notches down for some folks. And the fact that he's already like tried and uh, tested on, you know, Spider-Man, I think a lot of people might compare things to Spider-Man. So if, if it's not, if it's not like landing with folks right now, maybe it will in the future once people can remove themselves from that. But that's just, but so, sorry for interrupt.
0: No, 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 not at all. That's a lovely sidebar. So to address a couple things there. <laughs> Um, I think it did a f- I think it did a great job on Spider-Man. Like like Spider-Man one and two especially are so good, so good. And uh, you know, Spider-Man three, that feels like a lot of interference with, you know, a council of uh uh you know executives. This one feels like, yeah, okay. He's in the Marvel, he's in the MCU, he's playing by their rules and stuff, but man, they really let him go. They really let him put his fingerprints on it. They're, they're like. And I think this is their method now. They're like, um, we're, we're, we're actually going to let directors direct now like, and like make some decisions that are a little extreme, um, aesthetic choices. The colors are amazing, you know, because often some of these MCU movies can be a little gray. Um, yeah. there is a, there's a fight in this movie between, it's, not, it's in the trailer. But there's another Dr. Strange, right? There's a multiverse. There's, like, there's infinite Dr. Doctor, Doctor Stranges, right? Uh, our, our 616 Dr. Strange finds another Dr. Strange and they end up fighting and they move music notes off a page and throw them at each other like they're ninja stars. And as they hit each other, it plays the notes in the score. It's one of the coolest MCU fights we've ever seen. It is the coolest shit ever. Um, so, like weird shit like that. There's like there's there's zombies and demons and monsters and all this. It's very Raimi style. So, they're, I think they're really in phase four at least. Like, you know, we can't be as cutty cutty as we were this whole time. Let's let these guys uh, add a little fingerprint to it and and take some creative liberties, I guess. And it's it's fun as shit. Also, if you have strong opinions on where Wanda should be going, you're gonna. You're either gonna love this or hate this.
1: I, I do. I do love that character. Um, I always. She's she's one that I I definitely. Uh, when I when after um, after um, uh, Age of Ultron, you know, when it showed her and Aaron Taylor Johnson, A.K.A. Kraven the Hunter? Question mark.
0: I guess so. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, man. I was. And, I remember that's like, Sony.
1: I remember, like when they like showed them, and she's like doing her, her like, she's doing her like magic thing, and she like breaks the window. I said, I remember. I turned to my friend who I watched that watched the movie with, and I remember saying, "It's all right, it's all right." And he said, "What?" And I said, "She moves in mysterious ways." <laughs>
0: You got me again. It's it's second, second recording in a row. Very well, very well done. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) She moves in mysterious ways. Uh, okay. Here Here we go! go.
1: this week uh was 1991's "Octung baby by youtube <laughs> baby. By you so this one you know it, it's kind of like uh this this listening back to this up i did go back and listen to uh you talking youtube to me one one of uh-huh. no secret ellie and i's favorite podcasts um
0: i think it might be my favorite like run of a podcast ever.
1: It was. Band, it might be like the the seed that was the seed that planted that started, you know, this project.
0: Yeah. Um, like, but, I, I was like, if these two ding dongs
1: can do it, then why can't?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and this is one I was uh, recently, I, I was reading like Rolling Stones' greatest albums of the '90s or whatever, and this one was totally on there. Um,
0: Akhtum baby.
1: It's one I've heard. I've heard of, but I never actually listened to it. You're doing this again. Okay. Um, because like, <laughs> I mean, I'm really bad about that. But um, you it's two, I, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go all you can leave behind. I think that's the other one from the 90s that I'm most familiar with. I'm I mm-hmm. dying to talk about you two. So I listened to this album uh, from the, uh, before I presented it, I did listen to it because it was on the Rolling Stone list. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I'll I just, allow it. And I just fell in love with it.
0: Wow. Um, what, what, so you don't have a lot of history with this album per se, but do you have a lot of history with
1: U2, the band? That's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, where did you first hear of U2? <laughs> that was, <laughs> in my, that, that was in my questions, like question. Where, what are your earliest memories of you two? <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's a good one. I think the earliest memory I have of you two is the cartoon video for Love Me, Kiss Me, Thrill Me. No, Love Me, Kill Me, Kiss Me. Love Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. There it is. <laughs>
0: Well-researched.
1: hell? St- you,
0: how dare you? I remember that video, too, and, like, I remember it being awesome and, like, cool. Like, because I was in the animation at the time, of course, you know, like, me and my friends were, we were, uh, like, we're so lame that we're punk rock and cool by liking anime and stuff like that and, like, cool animation. Speaking of the Animatrix, I got, like, uh, and, like, that video had, like, a, I, we should, I need to look up, like, who did it, but, like, uh, um, but uh, that video was super cool and it, it's off. Off this, at least this era of YouTube, where they're doing a lot of crazy electronic stuff and a lot of strings and like uh, synths and stuff. Yeah, when they're they're really ex- exploring yeah. the space. This is post Joshua Tree, right?
1: Big time, post Joshua Tree. Blah, blah, blah. Sipping mimos Post Joshua Tree, post Rattle and Hum. Mm-hmm. And I'm a goofball. The song is Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. God.
0: I thought it was uh, "Kiss Me, Kilmer."
1: <laughs> Kiss,
0: Yes, please. Hey. those lips. Forget it. Um. Yeah. So that was that was on the Batman Forever songs soundtrack.
1: So the the director of that music video was a gentleman named Kevin Godley and Maurice uh, Linane. Cool. <laughs> and looks like it. So that one that I guess that song was part of the. Uh, is it Zuropa Is the album um, uh, that followed this? This so yeah. So it was it, yeah Zoropa
0: in '93.
1: Okay. Um, so if that was more in in the follow-up album to Octune Baby, but I have you know very like vivid memories of that music video and Bono as a cartoon character mm-hmm. and. The st- there's like an orchestra playing, uh, a cartoon orchestra playing as well.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: like oh, oh, you know, like I have, I, I had the Batman Forever soundtrack on cassette, um, cassette, bro, and uh, and would listen to it constantly. Uh, actually, the first time I heard The Offspring as well, weirdly, weirdly enough.
0: Um, I had a lot of cassettes. I wonder what the last cassette. I wonder what the first and last cassette I bought was. There's no way of knowing.
1: <laughs> How about you? What was your What was your earliest memory of YouTube?
0: Dad. It's you know this is you know it's kind of a uh, fun dad rock like you know beyond like you know depending on what age your father is you know and and what what age you are like uh like there was like you know yacht rock there was classics there was like you know. Classic rock. There was like the country dads and all this and like, but like, my dad would rock Joshua Tree a lot, um, and then like, and like, I was like, this is pretty good. So Joshua Tree, let's go ahead and say it, probably their best album, um, and because it's just so undeniably uh, just this crazy, like, ugh, space rock, operatic craziness. We wouldn't have Angels in the Airwaves without him, you know? Like, I think, like, I think Tom's you know, taking a few notes from you two. I mean, is he not? you have talked about...
1: Oh, 100%. You know, Joshua Tree, I think it has to be said, may have the most epic um, opening three songs to an album. Um, is the
0: one of the most uh, front-loaded albums ever. Because, like, the first three to four, five even, like, songs on there, they put all their... These are awesome. We'll put them at the beginning, and if anyone, if anyone gets, if anyone gets to side, you know, side B, you know, we hope we, hope we still one. got them. But it's I crazy.
1: Mean, Joshua Tree. You open up with "Where the Streets Have No Name." Forget it. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Stop. And then the third song is "With or Without You." That's right. stop it. That's it. A... If if any if any band wrote one of those songs you'd already be like a legend you know like and they that's the first three songs on this album it's 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 incredible
0: this is why i know you two as a kind of uh people seem to have an opinion on them no matter who they are and like but like because they're i don't know well okay bono seems to have quite the personality yeah uh um but like yeah okay fine and i mean that's cheesy or whatever but Do you remember Joshua Tree, man? Like, they wrote these tunes, and they're off the goddamn hook. Bono and the Edge made some magic in the 80s and 90s, man. And I think they... And throughout the early aughts, did Vertigo come out in 01? I think so. Was Beautiful Day on Vertigo, or is that the name of the album? Beautiful
1: Day might be 90... Might be ninety nine. I found that uh, all you can't leave behind, which came out in, I'm sorry, two thousand. It's it's they're they're one of they're one of those bands, and I mean, there there have literally been podcasts dedicated to to you two. So it I don't really think happened. I don't think we're gonna. I mean, we're definitely gonna talk about Octune, baby. Cause yes, banger album. But I think actually both of our albums tonight are. Are kind of, kind of fall into the same category of just kind of like, um, like touchstones, you know. Uh, Both Mm -hmm. not not only the albums but the bands themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, Uh, like they. I remember another early. Gosh, talk just just talking right now. It's it's all kind of coming back. I remember watching the music video for New Year's Day. On the quiet on New Year's Day, you know, um, mm-hmm. watching that on my beloved VH1 in the '90s, <laughs> and it was like pop-up video or something. And I remember they're playing in a field, but it's snow everywhere, and there's flags wow. and yeah, and Bono singing. And I remember I remember hearing hearing that song as a kid and being like, "Oh, this sound, this sounds." unlike anything i've ever heard like the guitar sounds that you can hear the the bass is very like joy division very like Mm -hmm. post punk. the guitar is is very jangly um and i I remember i remember being back in the day late 90s and just being like i i've never heard anything like this before
0: you know yeah 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 who are their influences? Like, because, like, cause, like uh, was anyone else doing this kind of stuff? This kind of, meaning, like, this kind of, like, melodramatic, like, uh, like, uh, again, we have another crooner, like, like how we compared, uh, I'm sorry, is it Martin Gore in Depeche Mode? Yeah. The vocalist? Oh, uh, oh, sorry, Dave Gore, Gahan? Gore, Dave, yes. Okay, uh, yeah, like, the, the, the Morrissey-ish kind of crooner stuff, but Bono now is like, oh, I can hit, I've got... A way bigger range he's he is truly operatic you I mean, know like, he can sing to the back of the room and like really build these things out there
1: he's and very dramatic
0: um it, it's easy he's very mellow dramatic like, like yeah. uh like exceedingly dramatic and like and that's fine like you're allowed you know like, like um i think but i think maybe some at a certain point some you know music snobs were like this isn't dark and like he's not afraid enough he's not he doesn't just this this lead singer of this band doesn't seem to be afraid of anything i'm like well why should he be he's fucking Bono, like uh
1: but and like, I, I and yeah. i love that you know i think bono and I, 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 you know i don't know a lot about um him as as a person or like as you know as 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 a as a you know coming up um but it just seems he seems like one of those one of the one of those people that like, you know, you know, grew up on loving American music, which is a lot of what Rattle and Hum was—the album, the live studio, slash studio album that preceded this one. Was it um,
0: live slash studio? There was like what? There was like studio cuts on that one. I thought it was a good all live.
1: No, it was live slash studio.
0: Um,
1: Who does and, that? Huh.
0: Who does that? Is that is there a precedent
1: for that? You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I've just
0: never heard of that being done.
1: I imagine like, there I, are there some like live albums with like a bonus like B side added to the end to like round out a record. I, I know of
0: like, like like albums that are like studio albums and then like, there's like a bonus. Oh, this has a live version of this, but like I have never heard of like 50 live studio.
1: And and I think it's one of those things where it's just like. I think like U2 is just kind of like in a league of their own. You know, mm-hmm. like it's their game to lose. You know, I think it always has been.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and I think like I think the guys in U two Final and the Edge. Adam the Clayton edge. and Larry Mullen Jr. Certainly uh, I think they grew up, you know, really being obsessed with American music. Like so many like, British, like early British rock and rollers. I mean, the Beatles were obsessed with, you know, uh, like Little Richard and mm-hmm. Buddy Holly. Um, you know, the Stones were obsessed with, you know, Delta Blues guitarists. Okay,
0: so Zeppelin, Beatles, and Stones are the controlled experiment. We drop these talents into Ireland. Is that, why, is that how we get you two? I
1: think so. I think the the perfect mix of like joy division uh-huh. uh, rhythm you know like uh-huh. that that bass like boom 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 just like a real like bass and a real simple guitar uh paired with you know the edge I don't even know who to compare the edge to there's just there's no one
0: yeah I don't know like because he's a big effects guy like or at least like he likes to use his repeater or whatever oh, you have
1: to uh, correct me on this
0: if I say wrong
1: oh no no it's uh, it, it uh, it's it's called delay but i know exactly what you're saying like it just, okay it just repeats the same note over and over again yeah
0: right somebody he can like hit a string and like
1: bop, 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 bop,
0: and like uh that's how it gets that's how we get we got where the streets have no name like it's like cascading notes absolutely which which is very similar to a uh marvel movie fight i just saw but um uh no denying that these guys are amazing musicians listening to this album tonight like today like a man you can like 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 the rhythm the rhythm section is just fucking crushing it and again they're letting them just play the hell of these tunes
1: so uh uh adam clayton is on bass larry mullen is on drums
0: boom okay um and the drums even when they're programmed are awesome
1: no and the drum sound on Octune is it's like like the snare just sounds so like tinny, I, I, that's the best way I can describe it, but but mm-hmm. I love it, I love it, love it, love it um, and I think a lot of it, I didn't realize in my research, but I didn't realize that Brian Eno produced Joshua Tree as well,
0: oh yeah yeah, 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 Eno
1: Brian Eno, pretty much the godfather of ambient music
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's a he's a big deal uh, you, it, Brian, you know the producer, like one of the producers on this one, and like a lot, a lot of UT stuff, like made these. I think they're called music for airports, like right? Um, like just like <laughs> these weird. No, I think it's actually. Really, it's but called? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, wow. you know, it's like just soundscapes, kind of, you know, yeah. like just, just, just tones moving in and out and, sh- and shifting. So he's a real artsy fartsy kind of dude, but. uh <laughs>
1: I mean, like, Justin, Justin, look, I mean, because, eno like, that's kind of like, if you're, if you're like half interested in music, that's a name that just comes up. I mean, like, he's, he's as influential as, you know, as anyone he's and like, just looking at it. So like, uh, so it's Daniel Len- Lenoir, I believe that's how he's a Canadian produce producer. I think, it,
0: I think it's Lenoir. Yeah.
1: And Brian Eno produced this one. Um, mm-hmm. So Eno worked with everyone from David Bowie. He produced the Talking Heads, um, and everyone from the Talking Heads to Coldplay. You know, like yeah. his, and he and his original band was Roxy Music. Um, so. mm-hmm. 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 but uh, just with Rattle and Hum from this is a, a very abridged history of late 80s u2 um so okay so there's a documentary about u2 um came out in 2011 it's called from the sky down um i caught some of it it's on youtube uh, oh. really really fantastic and, and they go back and they're talking about um how and it's kind of wild to hear a band like you 2 talk about themselves like this way like they're 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 basically just like yeah, when Joshua Tree came out, we were the biggest band in the world, and we were playing stadiums, but we weren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have a, a we didn't have enough songs for a set list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To stadium band. They're very like divisive band where it's like you know you're like oh, you know I can't stand Bono whatever, but at the end of the day like everything I've read or like you know heard Bono talk about himself like he's very like self-deprecating he's very like he's the first one to call himself out on a lot of things like I read an article recently where he was like I can't stand most of you two songs like I'm embarrassed by our catalog I hate the name you two. you know like and it's just like like don't don't put yourself don't don't do that to yourself like you know you know and I don't know like, something, I, tells,
0: something tells me he feels fine about himself. So Yeah,
1: you know, I, I don't... But, uh, but to, to be able to be, like, to the point where, like, yeah, like, we were the biggest fan in the world, but, like, we weren't that good. You mm-hmm. know? And I think, like, from what I understand, like, Rattle and Hum was an attempt... was U2's attempt to, like, celebrate American music. Like, they famously brought like, B.B. King out to play a couple concerts with them, and they recorded at Sun Studios, which, you know where Elvis and Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis and pretty much where rock and roll was first recorded um wow. and but it was received by the public as like dude this is this is our music like duh like you know like why are you why are you acting like you're discovering this like we've known this for a long time it was kind of like it was hmm. kind of dud of an album rattle and was and hum, yeah, it kind of turned a lot of people off.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. So then they, as they as they, I think, historically have done, they, after that, change directions and go a little electronic with it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, after that, like, they were just like, okay, we need to reevaluate and we need to, you know, rediscover our sound, and. I think they pretty much invented 90s rock uh for non-grunge bands i think
0: i think the- you you can draw you can draw a line from from Octum baby to new metal pretty easily
1: Oh I'm, my- I'm not even kidding dude yes i thought that listening to this one i, I mean mm, just saying I, I, I just got like chills in my ears because like i thought that same thing this afternoon even the way like the
0: bass has been like, <middle> and, and, like, like uh, and like we have like these crazy kind of funkier hip hoppy or dancey like, beats and then and then, then Edge is doing this thing and banana is doing their thing. The melding of every technology they could think of to make this album they used. And so I think it gave birth to a lot of different avenues and ideas of music.
1: 100 i i could not agree more with you like so this album came out november 1991 nevermind by nirvana came out in if i'm not mistaken september of 1991. Mm. um so i think in the 90s like it split it went grunge and it went the sounds on octoom baby
0: yeah. yeah
1: i'd never i'd never realized that until until Really diving into this album what, what were your what were your thoughts on any, any standout tracks uh, i
0: I love a lot of these tunes um and I've heard them for you know many years um i'm I'm like you know i i said like I'm a fan of you too like like they're just no denying like these these things like i don't know no one else wants a melodramatic melodic beautiful soaring fucking rock and roll anthem with this guy who is yeah, maybe he's, he's got a lot of hubris as a lead singer, but he's got pipes too, man. And like Edge is like all like, you know, like he's the Steve Jobs of playing guitar. He's like, I'm gonna figure out whatever I can do and like, like and advance the technology of how I play this instrument and make something new out of it. D- even better than the real thing. Like, come on. Like it's like, like what? when that came out, did
1: anyone know how they were maybe making these sounds? Dude, that's the, one of my notes on that song is so the Edges guitar and, and in particular the bend he's doing throughout the song, you can hear that bend throughout the decade. Like Wow. Yeah, like I, I I was listening to it and I was just like, Oh, I've heard this in so many songs and this is Wow. is that
0: is that a whammy bar
1: situation? It might be a land bar. I mean, you never know. Do you even
0: know? Is it a paddle? Like, he's got... He must have some setup, dude. I don't even know.
1: Have you ever seen It Might Get Loud?
0: I've heard of it. Uh, Jack White's in it, yeah?
1: Yes. Is it's that...
0: Uh, there's footage of him, like, building a guitar with, like, two blocks of wood and a string, and he plays a yeah. like, guitar for some cows in a farm somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um,
1: I think <laughs> I started talking about the documentary about you two, but I think I... Uh, failed to mention so the director his name is davis guggenheim
0: okay
1: and the documentary is called from the sky down it came mm-hmm. out in 2011 and there, um the band is revisiting a lot of tracks from octoon baby um for, for i guess an upcoming tour um but he also directed uh it might get loud um which is a really fantastic um documentary about rock and roll guitar mm-hmm. uh, and it covers jimmy page from led zeppelin jack white from mm-hmm. Exist, stripes yeah <laughs> and, and and the edge all right and there's a really great sequence where the edge is talking and he's just like he's like yeah so uh, a lot of my effects are a lot of my guitar tone is is built through effects mm-hmm he goes, so this is what my guitar sounds normally, without effects. And it's just like an E chord or something. It's like bling, bling, bling. And he goes, but when I switch on, when I click this pedal, this is what it sounds like. And it sounds like you too. So describing the Edge as the Steve Jobs of guitar, I, I, that's, the, that's the episode title. Like,
0: <laughs> it was the
1: top of my head moment. That was so good. Um,
0: Thank you. I thought it was pretty cool too. <laughs> uh, uh, but like, so you know, to the album, like, I mean, come on, okay, is so it even better than real thing? Love uh, one, forget it. If you see these guys live and they say they sing that shit, they play that shit. Like, if you and you don't have a tear in your eye, you're you're. I'm gonna call a Blade Runner after you because you have no. Uh, you're a sociopath and you're probably an android. Um, like, <laughs> and then, like, mysterious ways is like the shit, dude.
1: Dude, so I didn't realize. So, we've, we've talked about you talking, you two to me. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Ackerman, Adam Scott, please come on our podcast to talk about. Whatever oh my God, you can, can you
0: imagine? Oh, that please okay.
1: Come on and talk about Todd the Wet, Toad the Wet Sprocket, please. I um, happen to
0: know that Scott Ackerman's an, an electronica fan and Adam Scott is a radio rock guy. And that's their oh, dynamic. Oh so. my God. How fun would that be?
1: <laughs> so uh, I think I read somewhere that like one was written just like out of a, out of a jam session. Mm. It just, like, it's just kind of, there were like the edge had two chords and the band just like kind of like jammed on it and then poof. Um, Is it getting better? All right. If you, if you love that song, um one, check out johnny cash's cover
0: oh boy um, sure
1: it's it's heartbreaking um it's beautiful and i could not recommend it more um the youtube actually did a lot of work with johnny cash around this time and i and and roy orbison as well um hmm. these these guys knew their stuff they knew their American. Well, not even American. They just knew their rock and roll history, you know, and, you know, they collaborated with Roy Orbison. They wrote Mystery Girl for Roy Orbison, which is a beautiful song. Um, and um, The Wanderer um, by Johnny Cash. Uh, well, The Wanderer came out on Zuropa and featured Johnny Cash on vocals.
0: I recall that tune, yeah.
1: It's a, it's a stunning, stunning song. I can't describe it any other way. But um, but yeah, check out Johnny Cash's cover of One. It's it's perfection. I love Bono's falsetto on One. In my notes, I took like some like, there's like one I just wrote like, this album is really good and underlined it.
0: them um, <laughs> <What>, like the, <laughs> like the uh, learned music critic that you are. Yeah. This <laughs> album's good. Underwood. This album,
1: this album's <laughs> really good. Um, <laughs> um, I I adore the song "Ultraviolet." Mm-hmm. Um, I first heard it in in that Adam Sandler movie Click. It came out I think in two thousand six. It's in that. Uh-huh.
0: I've never seen it. I loved uh, Zoo Station, the opener. Oh yeah. Uh, interesting thing—the opener like like kind of starts off with these like you know crazy drums and all that, and, like over building up, and then we hear Bono's delicious tones, but they're filtered, and then we slowly hear them on a, uh, without effects, like fading in over them. I thought it was a like, cool uh, uh, track one, cool track yes. one, right? This album
1: just sounds
0: cool, like it sounds, it sounds cool. Well, Eno, man, like it's produced, they it produced the shit out of this.
1: I had never heard who's gonna ride your wild horses.
0: I, I kind of dug uh, trying to throw your arms around the world. Uh, that was, I mean, you know, it, if we're gonna get bottom one melodramatic, like the, you know, pe- people shit on the guy for, I don't know, trying to cure AIDS. Like, like, <laughs> like you're mad at him about that? <laughs> like, Come on, man. I know. <laughs> like, there, are, there are way, it, it's 2022, man. Like there are way worse people out there. And this dude trying to, like, you know, bring water to impoverished nations and cure AIDS. Yeah, I,
1: I, I, never, like, what, what? I, I never understood the the, the Bono hate. Um, he always seemed like a just a really kind of like big music dork that, you know, had a one of a, a, a kind world class set of pipes on him uh yeah and just wanted to make the world a better place i don't understand why why people want to hate on him for that.
0: Yeah, i don't know it's it's people uh assume he's you know full of, you know he's just a egomaniac or whatever which and maybe he is but like how many of these guys aren't let me talk about yeah like if enough people tell you that you're God, you're gonna believe it eventually. And like, and and, and at least he's doing. At least if he thinks he's God, he's trying to make cure your diseases. Yeah, and make the <laughs> and and also make some fun ass music that Apple can sell iPods to. So maybe it's that. Like the corporate tie-ins with the curing yeah. AIDS. I don't know. But if that if that's what it takes, then go for it. I don't know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I never. I never get the I never got the Bono Jovi. Hey, I still don't. I'm just kind of like, hey man. I mean, you you can pick a song from I guess from U2's almost forty years of existence and be like, that that's a banger, you know. Like that's a good, like an objectively good rock song, you know. Just a pop song, you know. It's like like don't and uh...
0: and, and you know they've done. 89 takes of it. They're getting it perfect. And like, they're like, okay, this is it now. They're bringing the best producers in the world. They're spending paying a lot of money on like the recordings of it all. Um, they're going on these insane tours. I think like, maybe it's just like, it's so, it's not hard enough to be hard rock. Right. And it's not soft enough to be like, just yacht rock or like, you know, smooth jazz or anything like that. But it's just so like, I don't know what well, their proto. Proto Coldplay, you know, and, and yeah. Coldplay is not there at the right time when like, oh, we were ready for this because, you know, millennials were listening to music. Like, yeah, we have feelings, but like a lot of people in those days when these albums were coming out, didn't want to talk about feelings. They wanted to rage the fuck out. And like, I don't know, maybe there's maybe they're out of their time or.
1: So I remember my mom asked my cousin, Missy, to come babysit me because they had tickets for a show for my dad. And I remember asking my mom like, oh, like, you know, cause they, I don't really ever remember my parents going to concerts. Um, but I remember asking my mom like, oh, who are you gonna go see? And she said, oh, uh, we're gonna go see U2 and uh, Third Eye Blind. What? And this, yeah. And this was the 23rd of November, 1997. That may wow. be the earliest memory I, I ever had of hearing the name YouTube because I remember my parents going to that concert. Wow. And I remember I liked Third Eye Blind back in the, back in the day. But we, we were talking about Jumper, you know. Oh, of course. So I knew Third Eye Blind and they were going to see them with some band called YouTube. So that might mm-hmm. be my earliest memory of, of YouTube.
0: Wow. I, have you ever seen them live?
1: I never have. They did a Joshua Tree re, uh, celebration tour kind of thing.
0: See, that's the one you want, I mean, oh my goodness.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll go see
0: it then, but I, I, from all accounts, like the shows are insane and like, you know, worth your worth your evening at least, yeah. right? Yeah. It,
1: I don't know, it's so great, it's so great because I know, you know, I, I've talked to, you know, in, you know, writing in, in, sc- in school and stuff and writing like articles, like I've talked to people who booked you 2 on their first Texas tours you know, wow. in, like, in like the early 80s. And it's like tickets cost, I think the gimmick was the radio station was like 98.9 or something, or 90, 89.9. So tickets mm-hmm. cost like 89 cents, you know, to see you two. And they played Dallas and San Antonio mm-hmm. when they were starting off. Wow. And yeah, it's just, it's kind, it's kind of great. I mean, they're, they're just they're a band that continually reinvent themselves and mm-hmm. make you look at music in a different light and I don't know I'm grateful for them uh, you know and have always enjoyed their music and probably always will so so, yeah. so Ak- 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 Baby would would you buy the vinyl
0: oh would I buy the vinyl um hell yeah I want to, I want to, I want to mix in mysterious ways with like, with some other stuff, you know? Uh, absolutely. Um, I remember, yeah, I've got some of you too. I have like some cool, like, uh, beautiful day remixes and stuff like that on 12 inch, uh, which is fun. Um, Paul Logan fold opened for them on a, on a tour, I think for pop. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, and, and, um, so they've always been like around in the world and like i, I you know I'm, I'm pretty sure like that you know my my father's uh you know cd of joshua tree was like mysterious and like it's just them like fauna with long hair you know like yeah and Joshua Tree with all his cacti and all this, something like it was, it was like, they, would put, they would put it on it's just fucking awesome it's soaring it's soaring it's like why wouldn't you enjoy this just let yourself enjoy it guys Okay, we're going, here we go again, here we go again, okay.
1: Here uh, we go again, like there's just like, like the Fat of the Land is, oh man, I don't even, okay, I'm so ready, like, oh gosh, I'm excited. Okay, let's do it. Let's get into it.
0: Um, Okay, my, oh, my album this week is, um. well, it is the Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. It's their third album, came out in 97, um, and it kind of changed everything. Uh, it, it, it changed, well, it changed a lot of things. And it's certainly one of my, if even not one of my most influential, certainly one of my most listened to records of all time. I, I, I was trying to think like, how many times have they actually listened to this record all the way through? And it has to be infinite? Like, 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 like so many listeners to this one, I am, Deeply, viscerally, emotionally connected to this album. It came out at a perfect time in '97 when I'm in like high school, you know, and I find this stuff, and it's what I've been looking for. It's like this rhythmic stuff, which again like hacks my ADD brain, and and it feel it somehow like steadies me, and it's aggressive though. It's aggressive, and and a little angsty, but like the smaller, it's like. There's a lot of punk elements here. It's just like, you know, a little "fuck the system, rage against the machine" kind of vibes. But it's all um, these electronic drums that are high in the mix, that, that kind of big beat sound, and all this. Um, but also, it'll like just kind of things will just dr- kind of drop away and become melodic. Or and, and and but but certainly like just weird and interesting on on on, on certain tracks and. the like like what, what is that? What is it? what? What even is that noise? You know that they're making and all this. Um, I fell in love. I fell deep. I fell deeply, deeply in love with this album when it came out. Um, the Prodigy fell in. People know it from you know, breathe, smack my B up, which we can address, um, and of course fire starter with uh with Keith. Uh jake do you you have experience with this album
1: oh i'm thank you for asking like this this might be the first episode in which like i have vivid memories of the electronic album of of the evening wow i my cousin david which shout out cousin david introduced me to corn um what's up dave uh you know, solid, solid guy. I rem- I can re- so clearly remember one summer. It had to have been summer, probably '98, maybe. Um, I remember he had this strange CD with a crab on it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, you know, like that—that's where He was like, no, check this out. You gotta listen to this. Um. And I remember last episode, I mistakenly thought they were on the Family Value Store, but they're not. They're right. a Crystal Method.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, they would have been right at home there though in '97. Yeah. My God, yeah. And that's probably why uh, my cousin, my cousin David, introduced me to Corn and, and New and Limp Bizkit, New Metal. Um, all these bands that were on the Family Value Store. So it might have been just like my memory, kind of just like associating all of it together.
0: Um, I think I think if they, if they had invited The Prodigy on Tell Me Values, Prodigy would have stolen the show too much, and it would have been all about them by the end of the tour. Yeah, Truly, because these guys are nuts
1: live. And I think like when we started this project, like I, you know, I had heard of Crystal Method and I used to work. I heard of Fatboy mm-hmm. Slim. Mm-hmm. This is the first album that I. Really remember listening to?
0: Yeah, well, well, like the when *Farewell Land* came out, like this is when Project goes pretty rock and roll with it, and and I think it bled over into the new metal kind of market, and like so, of course, it would it would cross your radar, you know, yeah. when, when when it when previously reviewed album Joe's Generation* would not have because that's that's like a dance music album, and then certainly not their first album this is their third album the first album is called experience and it's like a hardcore album and not the hardcore you're thinking of like dance hardcore which is like 175 one one uh you know 180, 180 beats per minute like kind of drum and bass uh real just extreme ravey 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 dance stuff and then jilted got they lowered their tempo um but they got a little darker they got a little more interesting they got a little riffier with the synths and all that and then so this one they're like let's go punk rock you know the former they've got some they've got crazy crazy shit going on here
1: absolutely um it it, i remember listening to this album so much you know in the i'm just gonna say summer of 98 i remember doing the (laughs) and i started doing it in my head like i and then like breathe with me and like i I knew it you know which was yeah which was wild because so much of the albums that we've listened to um i it was so fresh but listening to fat land and i think i mentioned it on our uh, music for the gelatin generation episode i was like oh yeah i'm very familiar with fat of the land like so being in with listen to one it was it was like revisiting an old friend and i loved it wow yeah i know like smack smack my bitch up was on a number of mix cds uh late 90s early aughts made by me um i remember there being like making CDs for my friends being like hey check this song out yeah you're gonna like this one you know
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it, it felt like dangerous to listen to it and like the music video of course was famously like banned from mtv and all this uh um and and like you know and of course you know year years and years later like did you need to use that word like well you know no but like it, it was more it was liam has said like well, what's more like um it gets crazy out there, essentially. But um, like the, the the music video was a like a first person perspective, person going out on a night out and like doing a lot of drugs and like, and and drinking and like and dancing and getting in fights and then like, at the end of the video it, it pans up but it's a woman, um, and so and because of that the music video was, banned. They're just trying to rock the boat. They're they're fucking around with the system. So and. You know,
1: I learned that the let's see, the the um the sample of change my pitch up smack my bitch was from was it Cool Keith?
0: Cool well, Keith, uh, uh, is correct.
1: Uh, who who, um, he's collaborated with like a boatload of people.
0: Yeah, Cool Keith. Yeah.
1: I never knew that.
0: Um, oh yeah, that's the sample. Ah, yeah. uh, did you catch the sample from the uh, funky shit? <laughs>
1: no i i did what was
0: on that one track four is called funky shit like oh my god that's some fucking shit which which if you recall closes out the movie event horizon
1: oh
0: um but the sample oh my god that's some funky shit, is by the beastie boys
1: oh wow that totally makes- <laughs> isn't oh. that glorious
0: it's glorious god.
1: I love how it's all coming full circle. So, Father Lamb is the first to feature Keith Flint. Um, right.
0: Legendary- he, was, he was one of their dancers for a bit.
1: Legendary vocalist and, and dancer. Uh, he's on mm-hmm. Breathe, Serial Thriller, uh, "Fuel My Fire, and the iconic Firestarter.
0: Firestarter, were you a big Firestarter
1: guy? I, back in the day i was more of a smack my b up um mm-hmm. i've come to really appreciate firestarter sure um but you know what uh and i think this because like seeing him you know really made me want to go back and revisit firestarter because he was you know he's unfortunately we he's since passed uh yes, yeah yeah my my lord what a what a dynamic uh Performer, uh, yeah, both vocally and just like, uh, his look, like it was just striking, you
0: know, striking and, uh, quite, uh, perhaps no pun intended, incendiary. Uh, he was, He kind of became like so. Liam, again, we've talked about this before. See, see, asterisk, Stan Lee box in the corner. See, see, previous episode on Jilted Generation. Uh, so the prodigy is. Essentially, Liam Howlett, um, this guy that is the prodigy, the, this guy that's um, writing these tunes and certainly has a something a, a mission and something that he's going for, and he executes it, executes it quite well. Um, but he's not much of a front man; he's the guy behind all the keys and stuff. And he's you know he's probably you know clicking a mouse for twenty hours a day, trying to make these things. And so he needs some guys, so he brings on. Some MCs. He brings on, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Maximum Reality. He brings on, and he brings some dancers on to dance when he does live shows. One of them includes uh, Keith. And so they, this is the first album out of the first three that he starts doing vocals on, and I think knocks it out of the park for what oh. they're going for. If if you if if, if we're rating these albums on like rating, you know, critiquing these albums on what are they going for, and do they succeed? This might be the most perfect album we've uh, reviewed. like Because I think it is absolutely, it's just absolute perfection of what they were going for, and they might have accidentally created, created a new genre by doing this stuff, because it's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely agree with you. I mean, there's there, there's so much on this, on this album. I mean, um, standout tracks um
0: yes please oh my goodness
1: uh diesel power yeah this reminded me of like a perfect mix between like fat voice slim and the crystal method um which i think like i remember like thinking back on and i went back and listened to music for the jilted generation in preparation of this and i remember no. like thinking going into that one thinking it was going to be something like fat of the land but being mm-hmm. kind of but Found it more of a um, not jarring, but maybe maybe it is jarring. It's it's a very like intense album.
0: Also quite sprawling. It was like a, one of our like eighty nine minute long ones. Like like yeah. uh, like it's, there's a lot going on there. But you can see if you, I'll make you listen to experience eventually the first album. it's an, it's an odd. Like they kind of like you to reinvent themselves every once in a while, at least a little bit. Um, this album, like, uh, spawned an emergence of really great drum and bass music. A lot of drum and bass guys in the, like, the late 90s and early aughts um, were very much influenced, clearly, by this album. And there was this huge um, uh, swell of fantastic drum and bass guys. Um, and and it, took, it took the prodigy a long time to come back after this one they finally came out in 2004 and with uh, always outnumbered never outgunned and they had taken notes from the artists that were influenced by them when they made the album which i think was a bad move cuz they sound they sounded like a uh, copy of a copy of a copy when they were the originators man they really had something in here holy shit i think this album was undeniable um, did you like deeper cuts like uh, Narayon?
1: Yes, Narayan. Um, and then Minefields was another one. Yeah. Uh, you you, you kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, this this was just like a, a perfect, like perfect album. It was cohesive. Uh, you even got like a like a touch of joke generation on Feel My Fire, which is I think is a cover of L7 the band. Mm-hmm.
0: It is in fact, yeah. I think uh, Feel My Fire if in any other like release media it would have been like a secret track because the closer is clearly uh, my favorite on the album, which is Climatize. Um, th- this song is just breathtaking. There's no yeah. vocals on it. Uh, like, and like it's just it's just Liam doing really wild stuff with the synths and all this, and these crazy rolling bruh-ba-da-ba-da, drums. Um, I think it's breathtaking. And then Feel My Fire is like, let's give Keith one, or give him another one even. Like, and he just crushes this crazy like punk, you know, you know, cover. It's very cool. Oh, you
1: know you. you t- you kind of talked about how, like the project. I feel like with this one, they, with this one, as in like Fatherland. they did it. Like they're just like we did it, you know. Yeah. And did they ever? I mean, I know they 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 did one of our favorite songs off Kick Ass. Oh, uh huh. Stand up.
0: Stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I know, like Crystal. Like guys like Chris Smith and certainly Daft Punk found you know mainstream success. Did the project ever find? Did they ever get back to this sound or a fad the land? Did they ever find themselves? So I know. So I know they uh, Smack My Bitch Up was featured in Charlie's Angels in 2002 <laughs> uh, when Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore were fighting Chrispin Glover. Sure, it was. a Badass scene, like super badass. Um, mm-hmm. But did they ever reach the same levels as this album? Like,
0: with album sales, maybe not. This one was so successful. Like, this was probably it's, this is of the albums I've chosen, probably one of the more higher charting ones. Honestly, post Fat of the Land, I think you have a, a, something. Something interesting happens. Uh, they disappear, and and the, and then they waited. So many years for a follow-up because everyone wanted a club They're like well and, and like the fans are like no, no 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 let them you know let them marinate and figure something out certainly they're touring and stuff and the shows are legendary and, like they are just like you know spitting into the crowd and like you know like, ah! like it's, it's it's riotous these shows you know and like what's fun is like they're playing these like crazy rock and roll ish jams from fat of the land or at least like these really intense ones off island, but then they'll jump to like um or even close with uh tunes off of experience which are like very reggae influenced and uh and uh and like kind of like high-pitched uh, you know pitched up vocals um uh you know hardcore rave stuff but they still annihilate um and then by the time they came back around the culture had changed a bit and the culture being very much influenced by them and this album, <sighs> something happened where, like, I think, like the I don't know if the technology had changed, but people were doing other more interesting things. By the time they followed this up the, in the drum and bass culture, like they they were like, oh yeah, that kind of reminds me of our, of our hardcore days—the the tempo, the the, uh, the hard synths and all this. So they went back to like, they, were, they got a little less experimental with their stuff. They, were, they weren't pushing it much uh, any further. And so it was after this one, I think per- perhaps plagued by the success of this one, they had diminishing returns. Okay. Seems to be.
1: Yeah, um, that song from Kick-Ass stand up, I remember hearing that, loving the song and then learning thats the prodigy, you know, yeah. like Firestarter, you know, like you just, I mean, it's a great song, but like this, like Fatherland is clearly a, a game changer. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, the whole purpose of this podcast is to learn about electronic music. And I, as a, as a noob, you know, I knew coming to this one, like, oh, Fatherland is, is a game changer, which leads me to my first question for you of the night. Would you you consider Fatherland as a touchstone album of the electronic music genre in the same way that you could consider, like, um, the Beatles' Revolver in the rock and roll album or uh, U2's Octung for for rock and roll? Would you you put Fatherland up there? Um, It's definitely, well, Okay.
0: So I can approach that question with two in two different from two different directions right um, one it's hugely successful um, and it's a crossover hit like I remember in Grand Rapids Michigan walking in like walking by Sam goody and there's a giant like eight by eight feet cutout of the cover of Land, which is quite striking with the crab and their and their new logo now and, they, and like they drop the and it's just prodigy and like um like what is that? And they had a lot of hits, and they, and they got a lot of U.S. radio play, and certainly a lot of MTV attention and all this. So it's of note, yeah. But this is such this is such a leap forward that it almost feels like it's not electronica. Like it almost feels like this is new metal, you know. Like it just feels like this is like this is this is not uh, club music by any means, you know. This is not uh, Daft Punk. Barely a crystal method. You know, it's like, like I'm just trying to use our landmarks of, of uh, definitions and stuff like that. You know, this isn't like, um, well, let's put a button up shirt on and go to the club and listen to Prodigy. No, you're going to the Prodigy with a tank top on because you're going to get punched in the face and <laughs> it's going to be mayhem. So we, we are bridging a gap between electronic and metal in a big bad way where it's more like, well, I guess essentially, yeah. Certainly of note. How could it not be of note? Like you know, in the annals of album, electronic music album histories. Like, but but uh you put this on your car during a road trip. Oh. You're 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 driving 120 miles an hour. Like, there's no way. And it hit me at the right time. Of you know, in my teenager teen teenage years, and like where I'm like you know, upset and angsty and all that, of course. And then and so I think it's it's of note that it's like uh
1: this is introducing
0: a lot of aggression into the electronic music world yeah. um, but I certainly what I said but I think we're now we're it's, it's only because like we're we're now we're splitting off for now we're splitting into like a different sub-genre and dance music is going over here and now we're doing we're doing electronic rock so I think uh, that's uh, kind uh, of uh, it's kind of this is kind of like their new thing now we're doing electronic rock music where like you don't dance horizontal to this, you jump up and you punch the guy next to you for fun and he'll say thank you afterwards. Seems to be yeah, th-
1: I feel like uh this is very jumpy music. Like you you know like you just you don't have to really like move to it. You just have to like jump. If you're vertical, you're good. Yeah. You know <laughs> it's
0: very it's very up
1: and down vertical music. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about smack my beat up uh, mm-hmm. That real, it almost sounds like, um, almost like a, like a, a Indian music kind of mm. nah, oh. that oh, part. The vo-
0: the the vocals in
1: it. Yes. Yeah. Very throwback to another 1997 release that we have listened to um, uh, from BT. Oh, Electric Sky. Is it Electric Sky Church Music? Mm-hmm. ESCM. Um, Firewater, I heard, I think, I think that's the one, uh, with the, it's a female vocalist and she's kind of doing like a very, like, almost like, uh, like a chant, but it reminded Mm -hmm. me a lot of what we hear in, in, uh, in Smack My Bitch Up. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I would have never put the two and two together if not for this project. So I thought that was neat.
0: Yeah, 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 Uh, Uh, the vocalist is, uh, Shaheen Badar.
1: Okay. Uh, um, I always, always, even from when I was ten years old, probably ten or eleven, the first time I heard this album, I was always like just, I was always like just really taken aback by that vocal part, and because it's like this like oh, really man. like aggressive like ba 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 and I remember I, it's so crazy. I remember being like a a preteen <laughs> and hearing that and just being like, how are they doing that? Is that someone going ba 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 ba? And just like, even now, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm just like, how, how, how do they do that? And it's just the magic of, of this music. Um. So follow-up question. Oh, yeah. Who else would you put on those? So if you, if you can make like a Mount Rushmore of albums of electronic music, so you had, yeah, Badlands. You have, you have the crab up there. Mm hmm. Who would the other three be? Uh, 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 my uh, loaded uh, question. I didn't text you beforehand.
0: No, you did not. And <laughs> I don't appreciate this sort of gotcha journalism that you're doing. No, I'm to... <laughs> 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 I my Mount Rushmore is this show, dude. Like, like every every album I put on this show, like, uh, like, uh, like, but like, are you asking, like, most influential, or, like, the yeah, classics? Yeah, like,
1: like, four touchstones. Well, the, cl-
0: the classics would have to be, like, fucking, you know, like, craftwork and shit like that, that you I don't know enough about. But, like, if we're going, we're talking 90s. Yeah. I you don't know, the TR-909 or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 instead of an album, it's just, like, a fucking drum machine, uh, which would be ah. funny. Uh, that, 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 that That's a loaded ass question but um but, but like uh, but but in in the confines of this show and and what I'm trying to you know curate for you my guys are the prodigy chemical brothers and fatboy slim um it's that's and Daft punk of course like so all right well Daft punk of
1: i wrote that in my notes i was like he's going to put these f- he's going to put these four I don't-
0: well that that's how that's how daddy learned it and that's how baby Jake learned it so like that's I'm, I'm running you through my gauntlet so you figure it out on your own I'm like, someday I won't be here and you're gonna have to pick Aww. out your own I'll let you go
1: <laughs> that's what I'm hoping you know someday you know uh when this when the show is beamed into the cosmos you know uh Folks can hear this and like ha- go on their own musical journey. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, one day I'll sign into our Zoom session and like, and like you won't be there. And I'll be like, huh? He's at a rave, like, <laughs> and I'll just smile to myself. And I'll Ben Affleck myself back into the car like at the end of uh, <laughs> Good Goodwill <laughs> oh Hunting. So sad. And I'm like, oh, he did it. He did it. <laughs> he's a DJ now and shit. Like <laughs> he's a DJ. And you got you got glow sticks, and you're like,
1: yeah. I got a pacifier. You yeah, know? yeah.
0: No, no, don't do the.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. In my notes, I put like, you know, what other albums? Would, what other artists would you consider top uh, touchstone artists? And I put literally put uh, Chemical Brothers, Fatboy Slim, and Punk.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, like, there's that. Th- 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 Everyone finds this stuff on their own and like in their own way, I suppose, you know, like um, and then as, as, as anyone does any genre of music, I guess. But like historically, yeah, you could you could you could figure it out.
1: Um, well, I mean, there's there's something to be said about each of those releases. I mean, I mean, although the generation was was in, it, it's an intense listen, mm-hmm. you know, um, Fazland. but that's not to take away from from building you know Mm -hmm. um there's there's some of it that can be heard in this album but featherland homework surrender um and the fat boys some
0: better living through chemistry
1: yes thank you there's a there's a certain something about each of those releases where it just it's you you know even as someone who's coming into this with a fresh ear i can tell my oh these are game changers, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's milestones, milestones. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Infinity stones, you know, like
0: we're, we're slowly collecting the gauntlet over this, of this show.
1: We need to do like a a graphic of like the gauntlet, which is like the album covers.
0: Oh, I would love that. Ooh, (laughs) chills.
1: Okay. Uh, No, I, but this one, this was such a, Uh, such a treat to revisit this one Um, I I grew up with this album for a couple years um, and I did before you know like before you know I got into like punk rock and pop punk and that kind of swept me off my feet but for a solid you know this was on every mix I made for a friend one song was at least and Smack Huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and Firestarter, and the, the and then um, breathe. breathe,
0: breathe, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, did you did you find this one in your new metal days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, there you go. There you go. A crossover hit, man.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Running around, and I think that's why it landed so well with me because it was like, mm-hmm. like tough. It was like angsty, but also like had like just really dynamic drums, which I think every successful new metal band had a badass drummer you know and i think i connected so so much of this one as 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 a kid but no this was and it was so great like like i said like listening to it once i'm finish in my head i'd be like you know and i remember yeah
0: that's all they need and like the 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 lyrics are quite frugal you know like there's like a first course first course but like the verses are the same <laughs> yeah every time like it's a, that, that's how they need. They're, they're 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 singing like they are playing the synth you know it's like this a loop so it's a it's thing
1: and and i can remember like the funk the funky shit like oh my god that's funky and i remember being a little kid and hearing you know the s word <laughs> on a cd being like <gasps> mm-hmm. and then the and I remember thinking like, because if I'm not, and I could be totally wrong about this, but it was like panned in the headphones. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that or thinking I heard that and being like, whoa, like the, that. this sounds cool, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, and then those drums in the bass, like, it's so hard. It's like,
1: yeah. Awesome. This, this was, I mean, when we draw a year-end list... It's gonna be a, oh, hard to top. Yeah, definitely, certainly top. I mean, well, I don't know. We still got a lot. We still got a lot of months left, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Rick, thank you for allowing me to revisit this one. This was solid. Oh yeah, oh, my God.
0: It's you know it's been on the less for the entire time and like you know it's I'm like I'm pleasure delaying. You know I'm like I know this one's gonna crush and then like I know this one's gonna crush. But like uh, let's, uh, let's learn how to woggle before you run. <laughs> because I want, I want you to have the vocabulary to talk about this properly, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, and and going into it with the Mimos ear, I I think I respected it a lot more. You know? mm-hmm. I knew. Oh, I love that. I knew kind of like the what went into what I was listening to, you know, and it made for a very like um, enriched listening experience. Oh, I love that.
0: Uh, would you buy the vinyl?
1: Hundred uh, yeah. percent. I've never, I've never seen it in the wild. Um, but if I ever do, I've seen like the remixes, but I want the vinyl. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's safe, safe to say you have this one.
0: I do not.
1: It's kind of, hard, it's kind of a hard one to find, huh?
0: Like, well, I just, I um, I don't albums. I, I listen to albums. I'm a big album guy, but I, this was like a, this is like a CD and MP3 thing for me because my vinyls, again, are all mostly singles. So I've got plenty of prodigy vinyl, don't get me wrong, but like uh, the direct like remixes, and there's a really great sub-focus remix of Smack My B Up
1: uh, <laughs> that I recommend. Um, do, yeah. do these songs m- make regular appearances in your sets?
0: Yeah, yeah, every once in a while. I'll drop a remix of one or something like that. Because, you know, because they, they fluctuate on and tempo a lot and yeah. like breathe is slower than you think it is you know stuff yeah. like that like um, so to, to match a dance tempo again we're, we're you know this album is splitting off of the dance music stuff and we're making another multiverse reality yeah. of uh, um, slower tempo but rock and roll kind of electronic stuff so it's, it's difficult to um, prune the timeline and put those together
1: yeah, prune. Nice Loki reference.
0: Yeah, nailed it.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I I think I think like if we look back on like I I said at the beginning like the, like our two artists have like a lot in common. I think like 2 and the mm-hmm. Project are iconic both. You know. Um, yeah. Foundational artists in their respective genres, and um, I, I was really happy with the pairing. I think it went really well.
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah.
1: For next time. Uh-huh. Very excited. Um, oh, boy. I, I came upon this one, uh, this group, and um, I, I'm just very excited to welcome them to the podcast. They are from Atlanta, Georgia. So next time, I'd like to welcome, let's see, Tion Tbaz Watkins, Rosanda Chili Thomas, and Miss Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Whoa. AKA TLC. <laughs> and we are going to be talking 1994's Crazy Sexy cool wow tlc tlc i iconic uh so this album uh this one has creep on it uh-huh oh my god and the legendary waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: oh that sounds like fun
1: oh man i'm so sad. I think you're going to like, there's a lot to this album that you're really going to love. Um, a lot of just, it's um, the production on this one is just crazy.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I, uh, spoiler, I, I'm curious who produced it in the that. All right. Well, in the same year of 1997, uh, the sa- uh, same year uh, when Federal Land came out, uh, a couple of dudes put out an album called Dig Your Own Hole. Why uh It and- sounds
1: so familiar.
0: Uh, Because the the two gentlemen, the two brothers involved are the Chemical Brothers.
1: (laughs) We're going back to Manchester, man.
0: (laughs) Chemical Brothers, dig your own hole. This is before Surrender. Uh, It's the album right before Surrender. This one is like when they really absolutely kind of exploded on the scene. They had an album before this. This is kind of their jilted generation, uh, and so it is their out of the land. I guess um, you'll notice immediately that the track number one that starts this album off is uh, called "Block Rockin' Beats," and it I think probably accidentally created the big beat genre, and, and it's and it's absolutely crazy. But then, like, in the, the album's perfectly sequenced in that it like starts off. Like really big beat and rock and roll, and then slowly turns into like this crazy psychedelic, r- r- real mind trip of a of of a musical experience.
1: So I'm just just taking a peek at the the Wikipedia track listing. Looks like uh, our friend uh, Noel Gallagher uh, from Oasis has a writing credit on Setting Sun. Are we going to hear? Are we going to hear some more of Noel, Noel Gallagher on this one?
0: We are indeed. <laughs> yeah i hope you enjoy this one um it's it's very cool uh look, look out for like the man the, the, just looking at the track list like they, they know how to put it on together and this is one's a lot of fun uh listen to it in your car if you can listen to it on the headphones if you can listen to it on your stereo if you can um it's good to drive to good to cook to good to uh, i would dare say make love to at a certain oh. point Like this, this shit gets wild, and it's very fun, and it's a classic Kem's album. So, dig your own hole.
1: I recognize the album artwork, and I'm very excited to dive into this one.
0: The album artwork is super famous. It's amazing. It's very minimal, but like also gorgeous. It's great.
1: I love it. All right, so Ah. so be sure to tune in next time. We're featuring TLC's Crazy, Sexy, Cool. And welcome back to the show, The Chemical Brothers with "Dig Your Own Hole." Uh, if you if you've listened regularly, you know I love The Chemical Brothers, so I'm very excited to dive back into their to their discography.
0: Hell yeah! Uh, um, uh, so thanks for listening. I guess do all the things that podcasts ask you to do: uh, click the thumbs up, click the star, click the I don't know what it is, but somehow it helps us. Yeah, like and subscribe, but like mm, word of the mouth is the best thing. So just tell your friends if you if if they're into this kind of stuff and like they, they like listen to the podcast. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and and wherever you happen to find yourself uh listening to the show, uh I think I speak for Elliot and I when I say thank you for listening. If we if we happen to be friends or family, thank you so much for, for listening. If you're not French family and you're somewhere else uh thank you so much for stumbling onto this fun journey that my buddy Elliot and I have found ourselves on and uh mm-hmm. we are grateful um that you've decided to spend an hour and a half with us while we talk about you two and the prodigy uh, so <laughs> Thank you and um I hope you come back next time
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and please re- yeah please return and uh we appreciate your your ears and your hearts. We just hope that really uh you all um will uh,
1: stay sipping. Hey. Stay sipping y'all. Stay sipping. Stay sipping. <laughs> Later dude. Later Jake. <laughs> <laughs>